Welcome back. This is part two. I usually say I'll be back, but it's welcome back. Come with me if you want to live. Uh, yeah, we back, y'all. Uh, part two of uh, some Arnold talk and then the Flash. Uh, let's get to it. Steve, play the theme music. You know what the fuck it is? Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tit. Aries Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Now, let's talk about uh, Schwarzenegger and comedies. Of the four comedies he's done, Kindergarten Cop, Twins, Junior, and uh, what was the Christmas movie with Sinbad? I don't even remember the name of that one. Oh, Jingle All the Way. Okay. Um, dude, I, I don't know that I like my action stars being funny. I saw all of them and I just, you know, I know they got to break up the monotony, but, and listen, I said, you know, Junior was a rough spot for me because that's Ivan Reitman. Uh, I auditioned for Junior. I got the part. I couldn't do it because Aaron Spelling wouldn't let me out of my contract for uh, the show I was doing, the pilot, I did call Crosstown Traffic, uh, which was a mod squad type of TV show. Boy, I wish, Andy, one day I got to find this. Let me date myself. I got well, got rid of my uh, VHS recorder, but I had on tape uh, the pilot for that. Yo, I was bad boy, Andy. <laughs> my shit was brush cut. Yo, I had, they put me in this mesh sweater with holes in it with a V near the neck. And I had pecs and Andy. <laughs> I was hot, nigga. Oh my fucking God, I was gorgeous. How, how was the pilot though? Did, did you think it was going to get picked up? I really did because it was Aaron Spelling. And it, it, you liked the pilot though? I loved the pilot. It was, it was one camera action shot. Oh, it was one camera. One camera, dude. It was action on location, shot all throughout Los Angeles. It used, matter of fact, before it no longer was that, we shot the bar scene at the Roxbury. And, you know, that was the famous yeah. nightclub that all the celebrities went to. Dude, I'm telling you, boy. Oh, Lord. But, but yeah, I, I auditioned for Junior, and I was so mad because Ivan Reitman wanted me for the part. But which, I couldn't which get part, out. Which part? I forget which part it was. But, but you yeah, were going to be... You I was going to be in that movie. I could have been in that movie. Uh, uh, but uh, which one is your favorite of the comedies, even though you don't like it? <laughs> Jingle all the way. Because at least you had Phil Hartman, you had Sinbad. But I don't know, man. 
Blow shit up, man. That's your lane. Twins was great, man, because Twins, he still had, he, he didn't have to be as funny because he had Danny DeVito carrying the funny. And Danny DeVito, honestly, is such an underrated actor because it's Danny DeVito. He only, you know, he's playing certain parts, but he's awesome, dude. He's such a good actor, funny, great character. That we- yes, da- yes, Danny DeVito. Yeah. And I get the comedic contrast. Okay, but I don't know. I, I just, you know, I feel like if I'm paying money to go see an Arnold movie, I want what Arnold does best. Yeah. And then comedy, like, come on, dude. But that was such a departure for him to do twins. They, they all have so to do that. That's like, again, slide. Throw mama from the train. Not throw mama. Stop or my mom will shoot. That was the Oscar. worst. That's one of the worst movies ever. Stop or my mom will shoot. No, I think Oscar's worse than that. Oh, Oscar, you're right. With he, Marissa Tomei. Every time he tries to do a comedy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. How come Sly was more successful? I mean, Arnold was more successful than Sly at comedies. You know, I, I think that he just really knows what his where his limitations are and how to make that work for him. You know, I, I really do. I think he understands how to make his uh, 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 right, work right. for him in everything that he does right. because he knows where to take it to. And he listens to people, too. Like when he said, I will be back or I'll be back. And right. he's like, okay, you know, I'll be back. And then that right. becomes the biggest line. And you know what was awesome? I just, I know we're moving backwards a little bit, but just I'll be back, you know, yeah. doing the thing. He listened to someone else. It became the biggest line of his career. Yeah. I would say that is the biggest. Yeah. And he, yeah. and he doesn't try to take credit for it. He tells you exactly how it happened. Right. You know, there, that's, that's like when you're a monster, when you could, your number one line that, that, that is synonymous with you and you go, not even mine. You know, and this is why you have to respect the art and the artists that do it. Comedy is a hard muscle. It's a hard flex. And maybe one, Arnold doesn't take himself seriously. And two, talk like it's such goofiness to it that you you, you get it. You, you can't, you're not buying into anything other than this silly shit. Whereas with Sly, it's like, dude, you're not, you don't really have a comedic muscle. You don't really have a comedic instinct. You're doing what's given to you on paper. And your funny is dependent on these lines. Well, he writes, though, a lot of his... Well, then he should stop. <laughs> because he doesn't sell comedy. Hey, and plus this, yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I think what it is, though, and this is really what I think what it is, and I might be completely wrong, but in Rocky... There's little moments of humor. But he's playing honest. And and because he's playing a guy that he knows isn't that smart. Right, yes. And he can play it honestly to that level. I think he takes himself too seriously in his own right. That might be it. To be funny. That might be it. That's what I really think it is. Because it shows the ability to do it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a real talent. That's a real muscle. That's a real flex. And, And unless you're Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, or guys that do this... Yeah, that's hard. And Arnold, I think, does it because I, I really don't believe that Arnold takes himself as serious. He's a serious person that doesn't need to take himself seriously because I don't think, let's reverse this a little bit. If the number one line from Sylvester Stallone wasn't his and he actually argued with someone about that line, right. we would never hear that story. <laughs> I don't think that he has that within him to say it right. that way. But Arnold's like, that wasn't even my line. Right. You know, he, he's honest. Yeah. I don't think that he takes 
he he takes his career seriously, but he doesn't necessarily take himself overly serious. He knows that he's just part of this. I, I think that's part of being this manifestation guy is that you can't you have to get out of your own way to to be to be successful. How come Sly has never had a quotable line? You know, Schwarzenegger, we said it. Uh, I'll be back. Bruce Willis, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. What is Sly's go-to line? Hey, yo, Adrian! That's the line, is it that? isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? I guess it would have to be, right? Because I don't know of anything else. But but uh, on the but on the other side of that, maybe that's kind of good that you don't have a go-to line because you've... Well, I think that helps cement your... But as an action person, not as a... Well, even Humphrey Bogart. Uh, what was the... Oh. Uh, uh, Here's look. What is it? Here's looking at you, kid. Okay. You know every. Uh, you know even old movies had right, a line right, that right. just stood out over all the other lines. Right. James Cagney, top of the world, ma. So yeah, I guess people right. do have the have always had those lines. So I, I don't know. Um, I do remember he did say in that movie, uh, "Pumping Iron." Pumping is better than coming. Uh, he said that pumping yeah. is better than coming, and I thought technically. You have to pump to come. <laughs> I think he. I think he said that that was a little hyperbole on his part, though, too. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he did. He, yeah, and and for the record, I don't give a fuck if I did what was necessary to look that way. No, I. That's why it's so hard for me when it comes to working out. When people go, "Man, you got to make it fun. Working out should be fun." No, it's not. Sweating to me only is fun when you're fucking. Being sore, sweating, burning. There's nothing about lifting a pumping iron that's fun to me. It hurts. No, the, I, I don't think that working out is fun. I never have. But the, the reward. The results. The results and the reward of feeling good. Like, I feel good mentally. Right. I even feel better afterwards. But even though I felt better afterwards, that getting up that next day to go, like, on a run or go work out. Right. When I know it's going to hurt, I'm going to be in pain. It's hard for me to balance those two out. It's like Patrice said in uh, Elephant in the Room. He said, I tried to work out and change my life. And when I got done, I went, I got to come back and do this tomorrow. Something should have changed. I should have got a lump. Something. Um, yeah, man. I, that's a sick yeah, yeah, pumping. It's like coming is fun. Yeah. No, nigga. No, it hurts. You know, when you get that big, though, I don't think that I mean, the workout is hard, but I right. don't think you were in pain the same way that you are. Because when you're in good shape, I think that it doesn't affect you the same way. Right. Unless you go too far. But dude, some of these guys, I mean, you hear about those guys that are lifting too much weight and, you know, they tear them up. You know, the, the, a peck, I guess, is something that happens right. a lot to those guys. That, that's that's ridiculous. Right. I, 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 that, I, yeah. uh, part three. This was, for me, the uh, snooze button. Episode. I don't understand why it was snooze free though. It's still important to his I life. Just, it just wasn't as interesting to me as the beginning and the uh the action stars the, the, the action stars going now. Um dude, that remember I don't know if you ever saw that moment, but I remember seeing that moment when he was campaigning and somebody threw the egg at him. Uh and I thought it was genius what he said afterwards. He goes, uh, whoever threw the egg, you owe me bacon now. <laughs> because you can't have a good breakfast without egg, with the eggs and out the bacon. I thought that was it was, it was political. It, yeah, yeah, it was political, but uh, but it was funny. He's, yeah, and you know, I would I just wonder, like, come on, man, what would prompt somebody to do that? Why? 
That's like that footage of him when that dude drop kicked him in the back. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That why, why would you do that? I wonder why that isn't in this, why he didn't even discuss right. that. Right. Uh, because he became political and he's conservative. And that's why people were mad because he's conservative. But here's here's just something that I I, I mean, I, I don't like talking about ideology so much on a personal level uh, where I'm talking about trying to determine someone's personality from their idea, their political ideology. Right. I don't think it's fair because like this guy right here, he's conservative, but he's conservative because he comes from a background where he saw what liberal attitudes and not that it's the same, but what he saw affect those attitudes and what became of it. And sometimes when we're yelling and screaming and people come from other places where they saw things firsthand, you got to stop and take a look at it and understand why they would have these feelings and then see where the errors are in some of the things that we might be doing. But people never want to do that. They just want to relate it to their lives. They don't want to relate to what someone else went through. I understand your life is what your perspective is, but until you can see it from someone else's eyes, especially someone who lives something as devastating as what he lived, through then you can maybe go okay well i see why he sees this but this is why this isn't this way or this is why this should be this way but in, you throw an egg at someone what does it say and that's what i never understood about people this way right. uh, how does that how does that benefit anybody and then what you did is you gave him a sound bite that makes him even more popular so <laughs> right, it doesn't right. really work for anybody when they when they when they just get so angry that they can't even um communicate what their real feelings are. right but I thought when he was going to be governor, it was very interesting because there's some other things that he doesn't talk about in here that I want to say before, as we get into part three, he's, they say that he's ADHD. Like he's, he has, he's always constantly going, he's hyper, he's looking, but he doesn't make appointments like every, like he doesn't have the same schedule. Like this at nine o'clock, this at nine thirty, this at 10, he kind of just works his day by what he needs to do. And he gets it done the best way he can. If he has to cancel something, he cancels. If he has to move it, he moves it to a different day. But he works for what's best for him that day. And that, I think, is pretty amazing because I wish I could get away with doing that shit. I never just, I, I just never thought, you know, saw him as a politician or what would make him want to get into that cesspool of danger. Um, I think he thought he could do something worthwhile. Hmm. And, you know, that's the other thing, too. Now, he's a conservative. He's married to the one of the most elite families known for their democratic liberal views, which today, their liberal views in, in the 60s would not be the same liberal views as today. It would almost be considered more conservative. Right. Uh, and they could get along. And you're, you're, you're throwing eggs at him just because of his title. Right. It, it, it baffles me. But I love that, I love that he did it. I, I think that it shows really what kind of person he is. It shows that he had that the, the the get down, you know, the right. other, is, is just a small aspect of who he is. And, you know, I thought to myself, is it really hard to believe that he didn't grope those women given that he's the kind of guy that would tell his future wife's mother, your daughter has a nice ass again, no etiquette and no etiquette, but yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. You know, you don't know, but, you know, watch Pumping Iron, and then you go from there. Yeah, and, and then, you know, uh, of course, obviously not making any excuses because uh, wrong is wrong. But, I, again, I, I'm, I'm speaking from inexperience, but my spidey sense tells me that when you become such a big movie star and so rich and so successful, there comes a, 
an attitude of, you know, I can get away with anything. I could do what I want, uh, which is obviously a, a reckless, uh, fucked up attitude to have. But again, I'm speaking from a position I know not of. Uh, but I would imagine something really intoxicating about that level of fame and power and wealth married to a Kennedy where you just, who's stopping you? Who's saying no to you? So, uh, again, don't know that he, you know, he, he, he admitted to a degree that he did it and said he was wrong. Uh, so there that is. But when you say, you know, uh, who's stopping you? I, it's not just about even, it's holding you accountable. Like you just said, like we started at the beginning of this. Do you think that he goes into a restaurant or any place that he's smoking a cigar? Is anybody going to tell him no? And that's got kind of a hard life to live when you have to manage other people's feelings among in in your space, right. because you're not. How do you how do you reason with that? I can't do this. I, I do everything. Why can't I do this? Right. This it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Uh, if you're allowed to do everything that you want to do, when you're told no, it doesn't seem. That's what I'm. That's what it, I'm getting. It at. seems yeah. so so off, right? Because you're not. There is no accountability. <clears throat> you're someone else deals with the after effects. Someone else. I didn't really do anything wrong. You just didn't understand what I'm doing, right? I, I think that that has. And we listen. I'm not trying to get all over the place, but we see it in in uh, in in sports and college athletics, where where you're identified as a young kid as having great talent. And people are nurturing your talent. And all they're worried about is your talent, not who you are as the person or who you are as the growth. And they want you to, and, and they don't, you don't get a lot of no's. You get like, this is what you should be doing. And right. you do this and you're rewarded for doing this. And then by the time you get to college, you, you haven't developed your person. You developed your athlete, right? but you haven't developed your character. And I think, I think that's where uh, it's hard. I'm not talking just about athletes. I'm talking about uh, young actors. We've right. talked about this before. The hardest thing uh, for a young actor is to come up. And then if you're not the same as an adult where you're getting that same amount of attention, that has to be uh, that uh, traumatizing to you. Right. So, and you see it in, uh, in Hollywood a lot. So anybody who's, I think, uh, you know, they, they don't nourish the character of the person as they're coming up. I think that's really hard. But when you're making millions of dollars, no one wants to tell you you're not doing the right thing. Uh, sidebar a little bit, because uh, you mentioned uh, and, and using that basketball uh, terminology. One of the greatest scenes, and I, and, and I remember when we did this, when we were talking about great acting scenes and we played the snippets from these movies, from these different movies. One of the greatest acting scenes to me, uh, the movie Blue Chips, Nick Nolte, that press conference scene at the very end when he goes, right now there's some kid coming up in the ranks of basketball and we're all drooling over this kid because he holds our future employment in his hands. And, and, and which, you know, you go, when you're talking about the development of the person, nobody cares about that because they care about the development of the player because there's something to gain. Yeah, something for that other person to gain. Right. And I just, I, I just, I, I love that fucking scene because from everything he breaks down, it's just money, gobs of money. And then he, at the end, he's just like, I became what I hate, the thing that disgusts me the most, a cheat. I cheated. That's a fucking awesome scene, man. I know it's a sidebar, but when you brought up the basketball yeah, well, thing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it made me think of that. I'm going to leave you on the sidebar. I'm going to keep the sidebar going and ask you a question. Uh, and You can answer it or not answer it. But do you think that your development in your youth, because you had success young, do you think that that somehow 
has been a detriment to you? As Absolutely. Yes. You know, I talked about it with Bill Bellamy. I said, dude, I, you know, I was a loner, man. I Nas this game. Like, I, I didn't have motherfuckers go, hey, young man, let me holler at you. Don't do that. Shh. So, I, you know, I learned as I, as I went. So, yeah. Hell yeah. But now that you're older, too, do you think that has... Because, and I'm not going to say it came easy, but when you're young, it seems easier because like, you don't even understand the impediments that you're getting past when you're young. It's just working. Do you think that if you maybe had to wait a little while longer and had some more uh, like speed bumps along the way, things that you had to work past, do you think you would have developed some different muscles that might have helped you later in your yeah. career? Yeah. The shut the fuck up muscle. That, that's the one that you really think is the worst <laughs> one for you, right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, the thing about it now is, you know, you feel like, I feel like I'm at a place where it's like, almost like Patrice, where it's like, look, you don't like me anyway. So how much long am I going to dance to dance? Like, you know what I mean? Not, not saying I'm, I'm trying to dig myself further in the hole, but obviously me doing the dance ain't going to make you. So what I'm supposed to do now, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Might as well say what I want to say, even though that ain't really the best course of action. But at this point, what the fuck? I'm, you know, what I mean, dude, I completely understand because I've been on stage many times and you've heard me say it. Hey, you're not laughing at what I'm saying that I thought you might like. So right. let me just do the stuff that I like that I know you're not going to like. Right, right. Because right. And then I do crazy shit on stage that I know that makes which it real- I can't wait to bring up uh, on the next episode. I'll do it. Oh, oh, yeah. Bringing, I know which you one you want. bitches to tears. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in the... That's all I got for Schwarzenegger, man. Is it it? That's it. All right. You want to you wanna just jump into Flash a little bit right here? All right. So uh, Andy and I went and saw The Flash. Um, At AMC in Tempe Market. No, not Tempe Marketplace. In, in, on, off of Mill Avenue here in uh, Tempe, right by yeah. ASU. Now, I was, you know, listen, I was pumped about wanting to see this because the previews look fucking amazing. Uh, and of course, they have a man Ben Affleck, and it is Batman. Uh, There's going to be some spoilers in this, guys. Yes, so uh, don't don't listen if you want to see it, and you're going to be pissed off at some of these sneak spoilers that are coming out. Yeah, um, but I most of the reviews online were trashing it, saying it wasn't great. And I'm looking at these previews. And I know the previews did, that sometimes the previews be better than the movies, but I'm just going. The previews look amazing. So anyway, off the top, uh, let me just get your opinion. What'd you think? I'm, I'm going to give, I have to do this in a couple parts. Okay. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was great. I, I agree. It, I thought it was good. Yes. But I will say this, and this is where I, I had to think about this after we saw it. And I, right. I, I spent a little time thinking about it. This is the most true to a comic book slash movie that I've ever seen. Because if you think about all the scenes in the movie, they're mm-hmm. comic book cells. Like, like I could look at this and go, that's in this, this is a comic book. This is this picture. This is this picture. This is this picture. And the movie plays to me like a comic <laughs> book reads. And I, I'm not, I don't even want to give this away yet, right. but just think about every scene when they put a little surprise in and the very last scene, the Batman scene at the very end, that is such a comic book type of thing where you're watching, you're reading the comic book and then you look at that last cell and you go, holy shit, 
It's right. so comic book done that I ended up liking it more once I realized. So that, that was a good thing to me. It was a really good okay. thing because these are comic book movies, right? And to structure it like a comic book actually felt really good to me because I was trying to figure out why what it is that I did really like about it. Right. And when I started to break it down, that's the thing that I saw. I went, that reminds me of reading a comic book. Spoiler alert! Uh, I thought it was genius that they added George Clooney, <laughs> the worst <laughs> Batman ever. Uh, at that ending scene. I thought that was great. Hilarious. There's also another worst that didn't even make it to a movie. So that's, right. that, that right. was great. Right. And that was great because they didn't just do it as a clip. They they hung on to both of those guys as a little bit just to really let, right. let you know. Okay. But, you know, the scenes where they're going back in time and, he, yes. and he's in the bubble. Yes. You don't think that looks like a comic book drawing right there where you see him and then you might see the the movement in the legs? I can kind of see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it that's what this movie meant to me. I actually saw a real comic book come to life. Right. And I didn't see a movie, I didn't see this all these special effects which there was great special effects in this. I saw a comic book and that's the one thing that I pulled out of this that I really enjoyed. I don't know if anybody else has written about it and said this before, but that's the thing I didn't read anybody else's reviews really. That's what I liked. I agree. I, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was bad. Um, the bad part is, and, and and it really does take away from the movie is uh, what's the what's the the lead again? What Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller and his you know antics and things that have happened in his past. Uh, it's just that that I don't know why that hangs over the movie, but it somehow does. I know what you mean because there's something a little and when i say i put a lot of emphasis on the word little more than i am the second word something a little creepy about him to me and some of the things that i've seen like i saw this one clip where i guess this girl uh he had on uh what did he have on? yeah he had on like g-string sandals and this girl said something jokingly about his feet and he started physically wrestling her like getting violent so much so that the dude recorded it, had to stop and was like, dude, 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 she's a girl. Stop. So, and he was like, he he wrestled her because he got mad. So there's something a little creepy about this dude to me. Well, and, and I was thinking that as I was, I, like you said, hanging over. The whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking about it. Well, it, 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 it does sit there because also for me, it's a little different too uh, because I'm watching it. And there's like, social awkwardness that he displays as the character right. and and, it, and it's correct but there's almost like a autistic uh you know spectrum disorder kind of placement and then with him and you know i'm sensitive because of my son and i look at it it doesn't really feel right to me between the character that he's trying to play i guess the flash because he's supposed to be this guy really he's right. accidentally become this uh superhero and 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 the way that he just creeps in and out of the character. Yeah, it hangs on me a little bit because of the what I've read mm -hmm. from the past. So it does hang on me. And I think that if that wasn't there, would the movie have been, would I, would I, I liked it a little bit more? And I might have. I might have. So I, I'm, I'm, I was trying to eliminate that when I watched the movie, but it it just pops up because and I think right. the right word that you used, there's a little creepiness in, in, in when you right. watch him on how he uh, portrays the character. And, but his, I, I watched it, and I didn't think there was anything horrible about what he did on on screen. Mm -hmm. So I think it's I'm bringing that to this character. Um, dude, I'm so fucking disgusted with DC. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? They don't know. They're a mess. They don't know what they're doing. 
this, like, really, dude, like, the, this is supposed to be the 92 dream team of superheroes. And it's just all over the place, meaning the Justice League. Ray Fisher never got a solo movie. Henry Cavill is out. Uh, 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 the Rock with, with, with Black Adam, one and done. Fucking uh, Jason Momoa is no longer playing Aquaman. He's playing some new DC character. Ezra Miller with The Flash. Where is this going? Fucking Ben Affleck is out. We got it. We got we got it. We got teased with Mash, Martian Manhunter and the Zack Snyder Justice League, but we're never gonna see that. Where's the Green Lantern? Fucking it, this thing is a mess. Shazam, the sequel was garbage. And the first one, we got a headless Superman because Henry Cavill could like what are they doing? Well, I, I think that's what happens when the, the company itself, DC, DC isn't really this is Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. I, I think that once it gets to a corporate movie house, people who make movies, it loses <sighs> that uh, Warner. I mean, uh, Marvel is lucky that Marvel still has its people still pretty much running Marvel, Marvel studios. And they're, they're trying to stay within what that is because you know what, what you're saying is, and, and I think sometimes uh, the darkness of the DCs are the ones that I think you like the best. The dark. That's DCs. what I also was going to say. What the fuck is the tone? Be dark. It's okay. But Marvel has figured out a way to bridge the darker pieces that they have with uh, Galaxy of the Guardians. That movie is is has a little campiness, a little silliness to it, but then it still has its edge to it and still fits in. To but, the- but Guardians of the Galaxy feels like all the other Marvel movies in the sense that they know what their tone is. You're right. There is there is an undertone that that keeps them connected all the way through. Even if that even if Guardians of the Galaxy isn't as dark. Dude, let me tell you what I hated. It, it pissed me off. First of all, I, I, I keep saying Ben Affleck to me is the best Batman ever. Uh, but what I noticed they did in this one, and it was such a cool action sequence in the beginning of this movie, which I care more about the Batman action shit that was popping off than the Flash action that was popping off. They had them both going at the same time. But they took away Ben Affleck's voice changer. The way he talked in Batman versus Superman and all the, do you bleed? Ben Affleck used his real voice for this. I fucking hated that. Did you really? Yes. That's what I thought was one of the coolest things about him as Batman. The the suit, the bulkier gray black suit, which was a breakaway from what we've been seeing and the voice changer. Because when he first got announced as Batman, my biggest concern was Ben Affleck's voice doesn't have a very dominant feel to it it doesn't have a very distinct what are they gonna do about his voice because if they don't do something with his voice i'm going that's ben affleck in the cowl yeah and when he spoke he went do you bleed you will i thought that is fucking badass cut to they took away the voice thing and in that moment when wonder woman comes in to help him from the guy falling into the water it got comedic yeah they tried to have i fucking hated that like, don't do this. Keep it dark. Keep Ben Affleck as dark as Batman. Why are y'all injecting comedy into this? It was a little humorous. Man, it was fucking that, garbage. That they didn't realize that was on his wrist and then he was being oh, honest. Oh, fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't mind that because it was quick and it was. Uh, it seemed kind of off to the side. What I did mind, which is, and what you're saying about Ben Affleck, though, and the, the game of the voice, 
this movie because and listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this back to Marvel. Marvel's the one. Well, it wasn't even Marvel actually. I think it's Sony who has the Spider Man who brought back old characters to go into the different dimensions. Right. So that's already we've already seen that. Right. So. I liked how they did it in uh, in this one. I, I like it with the Clark Kent, uh, uh, Christopher Reeves. Yeah, and, yeah, I love that. I love that they brought back and they went deeper. But one thing that they missed: why didn't they give us the new Batman? Because it would have been awesome. Oh, with Robert uh, Pattinson. Yeah, to go all right. the way back, like in a scene where they go all the way back, so that you see right. the young one. So it ties into all this other DC. Right. That was what I was wondering where that was. Well, before we, and I want to get back to that, but I'm gonna put a pin in that for a second. Let me get back to that sequence. And I was going to ask oh, you. Oh, I know where you're going. Dude, the Flash with the fucking saving of the babies and the fuck. What? That seems so hokey to me. That was borderline corny. That's the best they could do. Do you know what it really felt like to me on that? What? It was a corny version of uh, Deadpool. Right. But at least with Deadpool, that's the tone. Right. That's Deadpool. That's how he plays it. That You got the Flash and the best action opening sequence you could give him is him saving all them babies. Get the fuck out of here. It wasn't just saving the babies. He had to eat while he was saving the babies. Yeah, hey, even cornier. Because he can't touch the babies because if he touch the babies, they're basically going to explode or disintegrate. Show me that. So they, but they, <laughs> that's why he moves them so slowly and then oh, puts them in. Oh, that was puts garbage. Puts the. Uh, I, I thought I, I don't mind the levity when it's when it, that part was, uh, but it really reminded me of Deadpool. It reminded me of the sequences of Deadpool where right. he's, you know, uh, when they do all the slow motion effects in Deadpool. That's right. exactly what that reminded me of. But of course, they're going to be biting off each other, DC and Marvel and some of this stuff. <sighs> that that just doesn't make sense to me. Define that to me is what you should. Don't you want to define your own? Like, look, that's Reebok. This is Nike. Yeah, but I also think, though, too, on some of this, the Flash isn't supposed to be a superhero. He's like, again, this is where they go back and forth. He's more like a Peter Parker. He's more like a Spider-Man. He's an un, he was an unintentional superhero. Mm-hmm. He has powers. This guy is an awkward guy who just happened to have this accident, and now he has this super speed. And he has to develop a suit like Spider-Man has to develop webs. He has to develop a suit so he doesn't catch on. So the maybe, maybe I don't know because I'm not a comic book guy. But was 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 the Flash just Barry Miller, Barry whatever character? Is he goofy klutz? That's who he is? He's he's not. He's The way that I think would be the best way to interpret him is he had that klutzy, uh, and, uh, unsociable uh, scientist guy like in the 50s. That would be. You know, he was always that guy? Yeah, he was. He was. A li- he wasn't. Uh, <sighs> you know, you, you you. But see, this is kind of goes to your character. You like Batman, suave, sophisticated, has a has a, a way with him. And and not every superhero is going to be that like Peter and you, you I think you buy Peter Parker because he's a kid he's a kid yeah but he should and, and and nothing defines that moment more uh, than uh, that first Tom Holland solo Spider Man movie when uh, the, the the fat Filipino friend is taking a suit disarming suit and he goes uh, why why does Tony treat me like a kid and he jumps on the bed and starts. Why does he treat me like a kid? Yeah. That moment was to let you know you are a kid. Yeah. But this Barry Miller dude, I just wish maybe when he becomes the Flash, he becomes cool. Like when Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man, he's cool. When he's Peter Parker, he's the nerdy kid. But when he's Spider-Man, he's a cool motherfucker. 
I, I don't know, the, the klutziness of this dude, that bothers me. Well, and they kind of showed a little bit about who he really is because when he ran around, when he goes, okay, when he was going to run, when he right. lost his powers and he was just going to try to run fast, he didn't know he had lost his powers mm. and he ran and he saw how he ran right. and his arms were all, shows who he is. He's not a smooth, running, fast, right. you know, well put together person. He's he's a geek. Okay. So, but I liked that they explained that, you know, in it about his nutrition, how this wears him down. That's why he has that that sandwich. You know, I got to be, yeah, yo. They're trying to give you. I, I did not like watching this motherfucker eat like that. Just, just, dude, if you ever, you, you know, when you listen to people eat and chew and watch them, they, some people make you want to smack the shit out of them. <laughs> Hearing people eat is annoying. I'm a loud eater, so I know. Yeah, people I, tell I just, me. watching this motherfucker stuff his face with spaghetti and then got sauce all, all over, over his, his mouth. Face. I don't want to see that. Yeah, that I didn't think was necessary. I mean, a little bit maybe if they wanted to show that he's just really hungry, but they're showing him diving. But also to that character, that was the new kid, so he isn't used to being that hungry. He's younger than the old than the old one, and so he's throwing it in his face, and he's not aware of it. Um, you know, but we're talking about the spaghetti scene. I thought that the description, because you're talking about this, right. I don't want to go too far. I thought the description of the multiverse was the best explained through this through this movie. How the multiverse... How Let me go back to the multiverse now. I'm so glad Nick Cage didn't happen. What a horrible <laughs> choice for Superman. Visually, his face is so specific. Like, Scottie Pippen's face is specific. The, 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 the bally eyes, the fucking... Pointy down nose. Pointy down nose. Nick Cage almost has Scottie Pippen face. His eyes are very, and nose are very specific. And that long hair, a la Con Air, get the fuck out of here. That would have been a horrible choice. Ugh. What do you think about Keanu Reeves if he was Superman? As long as he don't talk. <laughs> That's it. Up, up, and away would have been way different. Up, up, and away. <laughs> Damn, I'm trying to have... I'm going to force it. Uh, I have to save that old lady from getting hit by a bus. Oh, thank you, Superman, for saving me. Oh, everything is ruined. I have nothing less from my grocery shopping. No, ma'am, that's not true. Look, you still have your cans. <laughs> Just cans. <laughs> uh I, I, you know, there, there's. I think if they would have made Nick Cage Superman, that would have bombed at the box office. I don't know because he was so popular at the time. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But he doesn't. He doesn't exude Superman to me. That's what I'm saying visually. Like, dude, listen. And I think I said this on a pod. Physically, physically, Henry Cavill exudes Superman. Acting wise. Christopher Reeves is Superman. Christopher Reeves, from an acting standpoint, was a much better Superman to me than Henry Cavill. But physically, body, comic book, oh, you, Henry Cavill is ridiculous. But one of the things that Christopher Reeves and Henry Cavill had in common was Henry Cavill wasn't like a, a, a household name as an actor. Okay. Christopher Reeves was a, a soap opera actor. Okay. And he was very skinny. They had a, That was him bulked up when he did that. But even if they had been household names, they exude Superman. 
Nicholas Cage at one point wasn't a household name. If you'd have cast him then, it would have been like, ugh. No, I did like, I think he, I wish that they would be able to use him as Ghost Rider. Uh, I, Nick I think Cage. I, when he did the Ghost Rider, right. I think it was a terrible, it was put together terrible. Right. I think he could have been good at it. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, let me go back. I And I will defend this to the end. Uh, Sorry, guys. George Clooney was not a bad Batman. He wasn't a bad movie. movie. He was not a bad Batman. And when you think about what Bruce Wayne, who he is, debonair, rich, suave, that is George Clooney. George Clooney in Oceans in the Oceans movies as Danny, uh, I forget what his last name was, the character. Danny Come Ocean. On. Danny Ocean. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. That nigga was smooth from head to toe. The suit was bad. The script was bad. Yeah, he was just in a bad movie. But he was a great uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, and he could he should have, you know, he wasn't a bad Batman to me. Well, isn't that the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger too? The Mr. Freeze. And Mr. Freeze is Dr. a terrible Freeze. character. All the puns. Was, Chill. It was, <laughs> it was just, a, it was a bad movie. Yeah, that's all. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that this movie is getting a fair shot. I, I don't, and I and I don't know. If it's because of the the publicity beforehand. I don't know what it is, but there, there is something. As as we talk about it, I'm liking it more. Right. As I'm thinking about these little scenes, these little vignettes, these little pieces that they. I would have rather had they rescued Superman, who they thought they were going to rescue, than this super chick. Henry Cavill belonged in that scene. You had you had you, at the end in the extra scene, the 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 credits post credit scene. You had Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman made a, a cameo. Many you, Batmans made a cameo. Yeah, many Batmans. But if you would have had Henry Cavill, it's like, again, how Marvel built the Avengers. You're trying to build something, but you got pieces leaving, pieces with no solo movies. It's, it's all over the fucking place. Because they're making it like a movie where they're getting people for one deals instead of locking them up. This to is do. terrible. Do you... Um, what did you think of Michael Keaton, though? Nostalgic as a motherfucker. I grinned several times. I loved it. He's a solid Batman. Yes. Well, you, listen, you let most people tell it. He is the best Batman. To me, I really do like him as Batman. It's the one I grew up on, uh, other than the campy one from the 60s television show. How we talked about, go back and look at the first Terminator. Go back and look at the first Jurassic Park. Here's what was badass to me. When you look at the, and remember, this is the childhood. Well, more, more teenagehood, but 1989 is when Batman premiered with Nicholson and Keaton. The fight scenes, very, Michael Keaton even said he hated the costume because he couldn't move his neck. He had to move his whole body. And they put him back in that same costume on this one. But no, no, they, he could he, move his neck yeah. a little bit more, but it was still tight. But the fighting in this one, him as Batman. Yeah. Up to 2023 versus 1989. The fighting in 1989 was so stiff, but because the movie was so groundbreaking, it was the first live action fucking Batman ever. It blew you away. But when you look at the fighting, dude, ooh. But it it was kind of campy, too. The movie, when you watch it now, you're like, this is a silly movie. But, you know, when you really go back and you look at it, and I, and I have recently, right. the Batman character is really good. And Jack, I never liked Jack Nicholson's Joker. I never you thought didn't? It, I never thought it was that great because it was to me it seemed almost silly. Like, 
But then when I heard interviews with him and I went back and watched it again, I'm like, dude, he really is acting his ass off. It's the suit and some of the things that right. are, they're doing that are, are not letting me get past it. Right. And once I watched it again and I was past that, the goofiness of it, yeah. it's really fucking good. It is, man. But it took me. Now, again, 1989 yeah. versus Heath Ledger. It's, a, it's completely different because now we have a, now it's a, they don't make it campy. They don't make it easy for because they were making that movie. They didn't know who was going to watch that movie. They didn't know if adults were going to go to the movie or kids were going to go to that movie. They knew people were going. They knew people were going. But the car who makes the makes an appearance right. again that didn't lose any traction. Right. The car still looked fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I really liked the the worst back car ever was the one with Vil, Val Kilmer. All the shiny, bright lights and the goofy. Ugh. Again, Val Kilmer still. I I know people don't like him because I he doesn't make him. He doesn't make a good Bruce I Wayne. I don't. Wasn't a bad Batman man. Uh, I'm not gonna. To me, the worst. He was the worst. Well, it's hard not to make him the worst, but but I don't think that anybody was. Dude, I I even like, and I'm gonna forget his name. But the 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 Batman that's on the television show, Adam West. Dude, I like his Batman. Everybody had a really. Batman I, that I sells on TV. I don't know that that would have sold in a movie. It would even was, though they made a movie. You know, he was mad that he didn't get to be in. Well, of course he was. <laughs> he deserved his. I can't do Adam West. Uh, dude, let me tell you. I mean, obviously on the close-up scenes, you could see the wrinkles. Oh yeah. But I'm like, dude, if you don't really show a close-up, he could still be Batman. He's still decent shape, right? Yeah. And when he's in the suit, the only part you see is this, the the mouth. And as long as you don't do a close-up, he could still be Batman. And what's weird about it is when they cast him, you know he was just a comedian. Yeah. He's a comedian on stage. Oh, I know that people hated on him. They were like, the dude from Mr. Mom? Yeah, but even he was a stand-up before before that. Right. And then he just has that jawline that, for right. whatever reason, who, the, when they cast it, they said, that's going to look perfect in this fucking mask. Right. And and his personality, and, and again, they wanted it to be a little campy, a little funny. He was the perfect choice. Dude, uh, let me get to something that Patrice said, which I thought was hilarious when he was on Opie and Anthony. He goes, and we talk about the suspension of disbelief. He goes, who the fuck built the Batcave and doesn't know who Batman is? Who are the people that constructed his plane? his car, and don't know who the fuck Batman is. Who built this shit? Yeah. That is a great fucking question. Like, construction team put this shit together and went and left, got paid, and didn't go, yo, Bruce Wayne, Batman, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they kind of answered a little bit and when Morgan Freeman is the the developer of uh, Bruce Wayne Enterprises, and and he says that, that, that they're all science- experiments and then Batman takes them over is basically they're, they're built as science right. experiences. But like you said, with the plane, that one, you see the plane and they go, Oh, that's Batman's plane. And you go, Bro. I, I built Batman's plane. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you who that really is. And here's my other question. How the fuck does this motherfucker have the right gadget at the right time? Every time when he don't even know what the situation is yet till it happens. Let's see where they have to escape before the big ball come down. This nigga just happens to have the shit that cuts through the metal. He always has a laser to cut through metal, though. Batman always has a metal laser cutter. Always. Always. From day one, he has it. Really? Yeah. Batman always has a way to cut metal. You got to be able to cut metal if you're Batman. Oh, 
And but you know what I did like in this one? He didn't just go like in the eighties ones or the the nineties ones. He would have just went shh, and then the metal would have been cut. Right. This one near like they're like hurry up, right. you know. Right, like and he's right, like right. ah, shh. right, right, right. So I, I I liked that at least they didn't make it like he just had this uh, super laser cutter that just did it in two seconds. Uh, I, I see. I enjoyed all those scenes. I enjoyed all the little throwbacks too. And again, that's why I said it looks like. It looks like a cell inside of a, a comic book because each right. one of them have their own particular purpose. Right. That's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all I got. So, did you like the movie or not? Though, do you recommend the movie? Yes. It's listen. It's a good popcorn eater of time. Here's what I don't recommend about the movie, and this is uh, and I, I can leave off at this and and feel good. I told you about how I feel about the movie. I liked it. I think it's worth going to see. I would not stay to the end of the credits to watch that last fucking scene. Because <laughs> I had, I, I wait, we waited and waited for that scene. Right. There's like a small village that made this movie. They, that that, that should have came up way quicker. Because you go through every person. There, there's literally like yeah. 100,000 people that made this movie. Yeah. And you watch every one of their names. And then there's this, what is it, like 15 second yeah, a little bit, probably about a minute. minute but it, it, it should have been 15 seconds. <laughs> and, it, and what didn't make sense is they showed this scene with Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and he's not even Aquaman anymore. Aquaman 2 hasn't even dropped yet. And it's not, it, it tries to be funny, and it maybe it's a little bit funny, but I think after you wait that long to see this, this amount of funny. Dude, I feel so cheated. Like, when you just know what could have been. You know, I, I got to go back to uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which, again, masterpiece. But when they cut to uh, Wonder Woman and Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne walking into the Justice League hall, and they go, there, uh, three or four chairs, or maybe more. Yeah. And I'm just going... Black Adam, Aquaman, Flash, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Cyborg, Black Adam, Martian Manhunter. If they would have done it right and put them motherfuckers in the same movie a la in Avengers Endgame or Infinity War, my God, that's the 92 fucking dream team. And the fact that we never and will never get that. How the fuck do you screw that up? I, I, oh. I know you really don't. They, I just think they were. Yeah, I, I don't think they screwed it up. I don't think they took all their opportunities that they had. To oh, man. Because this could have this like there's just these little details that I just think could have been made this a lot better. <sighs> but I do. Again, the multiverse. Watch how they explain the multiverse. I think that went really well to really cement what they were trying to do with this movie. I'm, I'm not mad at this movie. I'd go. I'd definitely go see it. Just a bit outside. Cleveland. Jesus. Oh, shit. That been baking for a minute. Dude, nigga. I don't. It better not get over here. Oh, shit. Um, you want me to give the dates yeah. after that? Yeah. When Aries is done shitting his pants, you're going to find us at <laughs> Irvine Improv, July 6th through the 9th. July 15th. Uh, sorry. July 13th through the 15th. I'm not even in screen because I'm avoiding this fart. So as you're watching <sighs> this here. What happened? Did your balls drop uh -huh. off? <laughs> July 13th to the 15th, we're at Punchline in Sacramento, California. July 20th to the 23rd, we're at the Houston Improv. That happens to be in Texas, if you didn't know. July 27th to the 30th, we're at the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville, Florida. 
And then August 3rd through the 5th, we're back to our boys club. KC and Bastion. Mic drop at San Diego, California. Uh, let me throw a few more. August 11th to the 13th, we're going to be at the Raleigh Improv. That's not really in Raleigh. It's in Cary, but it's in North Carolina. August 17th to the 20th, we're going to be at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. And August 24th to the 27th, we're back at the upper part of California. Boys are back in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boys are back and they know fooling around. And that's August 24th to the 27th. Tommy T's in Pleasanton, California. And then I'm going to follow up with this last one that I haven't said before. August 31st through September 3rd, we'll be at the Helium in Philadelphia. Yes. Hey, Adrian. You got anything else? That's all I got. That's the show, guys. Doggy style, you can get a ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it? 